This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We are estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven women that are killing it in life, and they deserve to be celebrated. So on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and then in between those interview episodes, we'll be doing segments where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be (laughs) chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and just learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we We have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too, so why not talk all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Hell yes. (laughs) Um, Also, we'll be answering listener questions, so make sure to write to us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. Alright guys, so let's jump into the show. Hi there! Hey! It's Elizabeth. And Alex. And welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, Alex? Today we're talking about pubic hair. Pubic hair. Oh my god. Pubes. <laughs> talking about pubes. <laughs> we're going to be telling you guys about these really incredible, badass women who took pubes and made a multi-billion dollar business out of it. Sure did. Yeah. Um, we're sitting down with Lillian Tongue and Laura Schubert. They founded Fur. Some of you may have heard of them. I feel like they've gotten pretty popular, but maybe that's there's just buzz. within our realm. But there's definitely, yeah, there's buzz. And basically, Fur is a company that the two founded back in 2016 when they saw a gray area in the body care category. At the time, there just was nothing in the intimate hygiene product realm that were beautiful to look at, that smelled great, that were natural. And that actually worked. They worked to eliminate ingrown hairs that came with hair removal. And there was also nothing to just celebrate pubic hair if you wanted to keep your pubic hair. There's nothing to celebrate. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to celebrate. Like, if you want to keep your underarm hair, you want to keep any kind of your body hair up until, I mean, still even, you know, the mainstream media is telling women to be smooth dolphins. Just, like, shave everything, pretend like you were born without any hair. We never talk about it. Yeah, and they've really done the opposite but they've also included just everyone people who are removing their hair and people who aren't they and consider themselves a hair agnostic company which yes, i love just perfection yes and they started with fur oil that was their first product and i mean it's pretty groundbreaking it elevated the intimate personal hygiene 
realm of products. And, and it's worth mentioning, we said that there's buzz, but when I say buzz, they have been spoken about in Vogue, Goo, yes, L, lots of buzz. InStyle, <laughs> W, like the list goes on and on. I was looking at their press uh, page on their website the other day. It just scrolls. There's no stopping. No, it's insane. Everybody's and it's talking so, about them. And it's for a reason. It's for a reason. It's because it works and it's beautiful and it smells incredible. It works. And it's a, it, these women actually care about what they do and they care about us. And they yeah. care about And they hair. care about making products that work, mm-hmm. that are functional, um, that anyone can use, however you identify. They're OBGYN and dermatology tested and approved for facial application even also. Yeah, you, which is awesome. You can use these things on your face and on your body. And, um... I mean, they started with the fur oils, more specifically for body hair, but for pubic hair. Mm-hmm. And um, they moved on to focus on other products that just were specifically for eliminating ingrown hairs, which is great. Yes. So, so they have the ingrown concentrate. They have the silk scrub, which is their incredible exfoliator. They have a stubble cream, which is a lotion that you that helps to soften the stubble that you already have. Mm-hmm. They have an incredible bath oil. They have cleansing cloths. And most recently, they... Um, released their shaving cream. It's amazing, by the way. It's amazing. She won't stop talking about it. I'm obsessed with this goddamn shave cream. Never thought I'd be obsessed with a shave cream, especially because I wax people for a living. Right? So um, the best, not the best thing, there's so many best things, but something I really adore about this brand is that it's founded by not only two childhood best friends, they're two childhood best friends that are so fucking smart, so smart, so cool. So cool. But wait, these girls both got into Harvard. Yes. And then they both got into Columbia. And then they decided to just, you know, start a company. Maybe, no big, no biggie. No biggie, real casual. Maybe take it to a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe be on a, a docu-series on Vice. Maybe be on Shark Tank on Friday, February 28th. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Definitely. Okay. They're definitely on Shark Tank. They're on Shark Tank Friday, February 28th. These girls are killing it. They're incredible. And uh, we just can't wait to share our, their story with you. Yeah. So um, enough of us, I guess, like gushing yeah. and nerding Without out. Without further ado, here is our interview with Laura and Lillian, the founders of Fur. Woo! Woo! Hi guys, Elizabeth here. I'm so excited for you to listen to our interview with Laura and Lillian. But before we get started, I just wanted to jump on here really quick and mention that when I first started this project, I really had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea the importance of a good mic. Fortunately, I was able to find an incredible sound engineer to help navigate just recording via an iPad for most of these interviews. But I wanted to apologize because we were having a ton of fun. And as you'll hear, there's a few times where we sort of burst the mic with our laughter. But other than that, I think it's an incredible interview and I hope you'll bear with me as we continue to improve the sound quality. Okay, so enjoy the show. I guess I'll just like tell you guys a little bit about myself first. So um, I'm an esthetician. I own a little beauty studio in Brooklyn and Williamsburg called True Beauty Brooklyn. Cool. And so we um, specialize in intimate waxing and brows and skincare and lashes. And um, I actually found out about you guys in 2016. Like it must have mm-hmm. been right when you guys launched. I actually was just getting into skincare at the same time and was in aesthetic school in 2016. So it's funny that it's sort of a little well, bit of. What school were you at? I went to Atelier. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we uh, we 
done a little circuit. Oh yeah, searching the schools. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I loved that you sort of pivoted towards really reaching out to estheticians and sort of going that route for product distribution. And well, at the end of the day, we're body hair agnostic, right? So yeah. it's not about like people are like, oh, fur is about keeping your body hair. We're actually not about keeping your body hair yeah. or getting rid of it. We're about right. supporting we're about your choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, which I'm is like, great. I mean, it's funny because, um, and we're going to start from some beginning at some point, but the, one of the reasons that I really love um, your line, your company, everything, but specifically the oil is because if you have any type of hair that you're not conditioning, it's just going to feel like straw, right? So any type of body hair, you kind of need a little something or like a, a something to make it really, really nice. And it's just such a beautiful company, I think, that you guys started. And it's great as part of the body positivity movement and a part of just like feminism and everything. So well, that's thank what you. Thanks for the kind words. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, is because um, so one of the things with my business that we're really sort of pushing towards right now is um, elevating the intimate wax experience. Mm-hmm. And um, so wait. Exactly, exactly. So I was kind of just like, all right, these girls were on a similar path for sure. And I think that you guys also just see the gray area in the market in terms of, um, for you guys specifically, a whole product category, um, for me specifically, a service, Mm -hmm. but that's really, really needed, that's necessary. If you have, if you wax, you have to wax, right? Like, no woman's just like, you know what I want to do today? Go get like all the hairs off my vagina pulled off. You know, like nobody wakes up thinking that. But if it's your only option, you do what you got to do, right? And so I think for so many years, I mean, as long as I've been getting waxed anyway, it's really been, you know, going into a creepy little uh, behind the curtain in the nail salon, or you pay $100. There's mm. not really anything in between. So anyway, my mission is sort of to just um, offer women an intimate wax experience that just honors them and, you know, makes them feel beautiful, respected, you're talking to somebody who speaks your language in more ways than one. You're kind of just hanging out with your homegirl, and then at the end of the day, you get a great wax. And so, um, just in like speaking openly, I guess, about that part of the industry and this part of feminism and being women, um, I love that you guys are going there. So, that's sort of where I think our businesses intersect. And Agreed. Yeah, yeah I saw your website. I mean, it's beautiful. And uh, yeah, like I get it. You, you obviously have an eye for the elevation and the luxury. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, um, in line. Yeah, it's. I went to Parsons for my undergrad, so okay. it's, oh, cool. yeah, and then like you know, two thousand eight happened, and you know, couldn't find a job. What am I gonna do? Whatever. And then the beauty industry mm-hmm. sort of ended up finding me, which mm-hmm. I think is really fun. Um, okay, so let me pull up my notes, and then we'll jump in. Can you guys? I know a little bit about you, but I'm gonna pretend like you don't. Okay. Will you will you guys just tell me a little bit about like where you grew up um, and what your childhood was like? I don't know if you grew up together, but I know yes. in middle school you guys ended up meeting. Well, so twelve, yeah. I mean, okay. Sort of. Pretty much growing up together. At yeah. This point, more than half our life has been together. Yeah. <laughs> and where was that? Uh, well, here in New York. Really. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, so you guys met in middle school, and then what was kind of like your childhood like? Did, was it like very creative? Did you guys grow up like in a very disciplined home? Um, what would you say kind of your the uh, environment was? Um, so uh, this is Lillian. I grew up in a family. Uh, my parents are from China and Hong Kong. So definitely, you know, more on the side of disciplined structure with a huge focus on success and academics Mm. but that being said I think in the realm of you know if I looked at like my other peers of similar background 
much more in the if you're gonna do something, we're gonna support you, but do it really well. So mm -hmm. I actually, you know, did a lot of things that are not your traditional, oh, like you know, Chinese American upbringing. So you know, I was huge into sports, which is where I met Laura. Mm -hmm. um, big athlete, middle school and high school, um, and so my parents were always super supportive of that. But creativity, I actually, that's a very late blossoming skill, I would say, mm -hmm. not from my upbringing. Where did you say, or when would you say that that kind of started to creep around your head? Well, maybe you didn't acknowledge it or didn't focus on it. Yeah, I think actually, it's always been there. Probably true. Maybe actually, it just wasn't something in your narrative, in your personal narrative. You know what? That's actually really true. And this is this Sorry, is that's how Laura piping in. That's how we are. I've known you for so long because she's right. I forgot. I actually was and still am a huge um, ceramics. Person Love like it. thrown pottery and yes. stuff like that, and mm -hmm. I did that in high school actually pretty seriously. And even into college, I would at Harvard they had a ceramic studio across the river, and would travel there like in the dead of winter to go and like make stuff. Yeah, it's true. So I am wrong. Laura's right. She knows me better than I know. Make, making creative yeah. objects, and again, really. I think you're very focused on that. products and how oh my God, things products. look and things you interact with and touch and hold. Wow. wow. This is a moment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. Yes. Um, obsessed products. Yeah. Well, can we hear your journey then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm Laura Schubert. See, I've already, I've already piped into Lillian's story, um, which does give you insight into our relationship. Uh, yeah, so we met in seventh grade, and we did a lot of sports together in high school, a lot of academics. And I would say, similar to Lillian, uh, my parents definitely uh, valued hard work ambition, academic achievement. And I think, again, I mean, as a woman, I think it's great that, you know, my parents were like, of course, like, you should be ambitious. And I think that was never something, like, that I personally thought wasn't a, a thing for women. Mm -hmm. um, so I really i am grateful for that. Um, and, yeah, so I was. So we were so definitely on, on achievement. I actually think my parents, my mother's a singer and a musician, and my father is a surgeon but loves sort of visual visual arts mm -hmm. uh, and music so I actually think we did have a there's a huge emphasis on classical art classical music mm -hmm. and just art and the visual aesthetic in general in my upbringing yes uh, although I would say that I personally like Lillian didn't didn't view that as a sort of a, a key identifier of my life right until later on but it was right. very present mm-hmm interesting I love that um, so you guys, obviously we kind of touched on being very disciplined and you guys were both on the gymnastics team, right? Mm -hmm. And then were you both co-captains also yes. on the gymnastics yeah. team? And, and then and we did like French club day, remember oh, that? Oh yeah, we, we were French oh club day. That's so good um, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, and took a lot of classes together in high school. A lot of classes. So was it always like a very balanced partnership, would you say? Like you guys kind of were just like, that's a bad bitch that knows what she wants, me too, let's do it. Or like, was one of you sort of like pulling together along, like, come on, girl, let's, like, <laughs> let's come out, let's go and do whatever, and somebody else was kind of like holding back a little bit, or what was that dynamic kind of like when you guys were younger? Well, I think the big takeaway of the relationship is it is incredibly symbiotic, mm. but Laura's definitely dragging me everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually like, the bet that is actually the right way 
that works very well for us. Mm-hmm. We'll even ask the tough questions. Right. So that works really well for us. Or I'm, I come in, I'm like, I have a crazy idea. Yes. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. Totally. And, uh, and then Lillian asks, again, all the questions. And so we know just as a company, when we're aligned or we're both like, yes, this is a good idea. We mm-hmm. have consensus. We've thought it through and it is something yeah. we're going to move forward with. So, so that's actually how we still make decisions. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you're like the, you're ready to like take a dive and she's got the healthy skepticism. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Rational, a little more emotional dreamer-ish. Dreamer creator. Dreamer creator, sort of yeah. Type of role. Option investigator. I would call her like, yeah, an option investigator. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah. And I'm very much like rational, like, Path to and how are we going to get this done? Path. Path. Yes. 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 Like, which of these makes the most sense and which is the path we're going to take? Yes. She's going to be like, of these, do we, did we actually lay out on the table all of the things that we should be thinking about? Mm-hmm. Right? So yep, I think yep. between that, you cover width, basically, and like depth of your decisions, and that's how we yeah, make our decisions. That's but awesome. I, I can't really look back into, like, maybe I just don't have a memory for it of if that was how we were when we were in middle school and high school, but I assume yeah. so. I think I did make you do French Day with me. Probably, there you go. There <laughs> you go. You cheeses. I took it a fair way. I probably went to the store and was like, we can only buy five according to right. our budget. Right. Like, Wait, but what about this one? See, we don't, we're missing this option of cheese. And I was like, oh my God. I love so, it. Yeah. Probably. Um, and so then you guys went to Harvard together? Yes. And, but you didn't study the same. Well, no, um, I mean, clearly you can't plan where you go to college or who you go to college right, with. So right. we both, and we even, I even ended up transferring with roommates. We were not roommates, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with my roommates into her dorm senior year. So it, we sort of kept crossing. Right. You're like, I'm trying to get away from her, but there's just something. I love her so much. I don't know. <laughs> we do. So we love each other so much. But you know how you have circles of friends? Mm-hmm. Our circles of friends don't overlap. We are the only oh. intersection amongst every, like, middle school, high school, college. Right. Like, I have, she has different college friends. That's I have different college yeah. friends. I have different high school friends. She has different... Like, of course, especially in high school where it's smaller, you're friendly with... But if mm. you were to look at, like, my three best friends from high school and then, like, her, it's just something about Laura and me over time. Mm-hmm. You guys could grow together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's really special yeah, and really so beautiful. Nice. Um, and so then you went to Columbia together. <laughs> well, and again, that was, that was the thing where we, I mean, we, not supposed to again. But yeah, we did. We took different career paths after undergrad. We actually were both in fi- we were both in finance briefly, and both left finance pretty shortly thereafter. And Lillian went to marketing, and I went to consulting. Mm-hmm. And then, and but then you know, in our careers, when we're the same age, like we both applied to business school around the same time. But then even I actually planned to go to Columbia one year early oh. but I was in China at that time and it was like a great opportunity so I was like forget it I'm just going to defer Columbia for a year mm-hmm. well I didn't defer you have to like uh withdraw and reapply so I withdrew mm-hmm. and reapplied I was in China so I wasn't like talking to her every day right I get into Columbia again she's like so I'm thinking about going to Columbia in my career journey applied to right. business school right. and, and decided to go to Columbia as well which, and I was actually pretty late to that decision I think it was like yeah because I had already decided yeah and you were like I'm thinking well as it. usual I was like exploring things and Lily had applied early and was going <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Lily's like why would I waste time if I know what I want to do it's so interesting to see like two different brains working obviously like, sort of synergistically as you said 
um, for so many years, like just on this same trajectory, but you know, at times thousands of miles apart, and oh, then just yes. like sort of coming back together. So um, that's really cool and really interesting. I think especially because um, uh, when Lady Gaga was accepting her Oscar, she said um, there's a discipline that comes with creativity. And I just always thought that that was such a beautiful sentiment mm. because it's so true, right? It's so easy to just be like, like I always joke that my boyfriend keeps me down to earth because we're both entrepreneurs, but I'm certainly the dreamer. And I'm just like, we're gonna do this and this and this. And then he's like, you know, just breaking it down to systems. Like, all right, let's kind of just like figure this out. So um, uh, I guess it's interesting that you sort of came from um, a disciplined creative background, right? With like your father being, uh, excuse me, your mother being a classical musician and then your father working advertising? No, he was a surgeon, surgeon. but very right. into the visual. There's just a lot of art. Yeah. So yeah. Very, like, huge, off-the-charts art appreciation. I'd yeah. Say, I love it. Um, so, but, but then I think the kicker for me and Lillian, although we can take the conversation in a different direction, but was that then when I started Fur, yes. she was at L'Oreal. So she okay. came up with this crazy beauty idea. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who do I know that's in beauty that would know more about it? And it's like, yes. one friend's obviously the best friend who we've done everything yeah. together. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you took the conversation <laughs> there because I'm so curious as to know how. So this is such an, a specific product that to me is. Uh, a it came from necessity, right? Like, what was your journey, I suppose, to like. Um, what was your journey to creating fur? Was it that. For example, like I started getting waxed when I was 18. Like you see the locks on my head, you can imagine what's going on down there. So I just like had always been getting it done and along the way I realized like this is an awful situation, it's gotta be done better. So I guess like what was your sort of journey to being like, do you know, the world needs a pubic oil and we're going to do it. Because it does, and I'm not even being facetious. Like I, I think you guys made me incredible products, but it takes a certain person to one, see that, two, have the conviction to keep going forward, and three, have the creativity to sit down and like figure it out. So I'm just curious what your sort of path uh, to that was. It's easy to just see the finished product and be like, oh, she's just a genius. But like, there's so many things in between that and here. Yeah, well, they definitely, yes. yes. I mean, uh, we definitely have taken this from a, a total idea, like an idea on the telephone to, you know, a line of, SKUs, so it's you know it's been quite a ride uh, but I'd say so I was a management consultant again but I worked with like industrial clients I worked with airlines so sort of very very different industries mm -hmm. but I was on the road a lot I was getting waxed regularly and I did have terrible ingrowns mm -hmm. and then one day I was on the phone but and well let me back up a little bit at Columbia I had sort of majored in entrepreneurship mm. well I majored in marketing I would major in entrepreneurship I left Columbia and I decided not to, I was sort of working on an idea, but it wasn't the right time, it wasn't the right idea, it wasn't the right team. Mm -hmm. And so I put it aside, went back into consulting, which was a really good decision at the time. Um, and, but then I, I always knew, I was like, within five years of graduation, I want to start my own business. So mm -hmm. I definitely like, I had, I was, I had my feelers out for opportunities. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how that was going to happen. Right. Um, and then, I left, I, so and then I was thinking about leaving my job. I was like, I don't want, again, I wanted to start my own business. And I was on the phone with my sister and we were just talking about pubic hair and ingrowns and what do you do and like all these options. Mm -hmm. We're just like, there is nothing to care for your hair and skin in between sessions. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I wanted it, she wanted it. Right. Like, we wanted this product. And, totally. and, and again, it was one of sort of those like, 
it was a magical moment where, you know, I would look in our favorite beauty stores in New York, there were no products. I would just Google pubic hair and all I could, all I would get back was removal. Yes. You know, this is how you remove it. And again, that's a very important part of care, mm -hmm. but just not, no products and just nothing else. And not even a lot of talk of ingrowns. And if it was, again, it was sort of products that were not natural, that were not organic, the products that you hid under your sink when right. people came over. Right. And so I just knew that this was this incredible opportunity that I had been waiting for. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, immediately, basically, I started Googling, like, cosmetic chemists. I mean, again, I had no background. Right. Googling cosmetic chemists, you know, Call, I probably called over 50 of them, mm -hmm. and most of them were like, you know, they, it, well, actually, well, many of them hung up on me, first oh of all. Uh, they thought it was a prank call. They mm. thought I was a pervert calling to ask about their pubic hair. What would you huh? say? Like, you'd call them to say, hi, my name is Laura, I'm here I'm I mean, not for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I'm interested in making a totally new product. I'm interested in making a pubic hair oil. Mm -hmm, and some mm -hmm. people, they would misunderstand me. Right. They would, they're like, a remover? Right. A remover? Right, right, right. Or they right. just, they would just hang up. They really, wow. they were really uncomfortable. Yeah. But I also knew I was on to something because a lot of them would pick the phone right back up and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I was shocked. <laughs> but this is not so crazy. Yeah. And so that's also when I knew. I'm like, I don't, I just, I knew in my bones this was not that crazy. Right. Uh, and so then by sort of, by mid-2014, I actually, I found our, our formulator who we still work with today. Mm -hmm. But it was in calling one of these big formulators and they said, you know what? Unless you want to make 100,000 units, we really can't take on this project. But I know this guy who loves this kind of project mm -hmm. and gave me the contact information. And that's how I found our formulator. Wow. Um, so, so before that, were you like dabbling in all natural like oils, essential oils for like uh, DIY for yourself or like purchasing products like that? Like what made you be very intent on like, no, this is going to be a natural product? Um, like, yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, I definitely <laughs> was... I had become interested. I mean, natural, sort of interested in natural ingredients and organics was, I would say, more fledgling. This is already, this mm -hmm. is only 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was very little talk about clean yeah, at that totally. point. Yeah, totally. Very mm -hmm. little. So yeah. early, but I, I was already sort of looking at the back of my ingredients using, like, cooking oil. Totally. So I was sort of... Yeah, I was there yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and I was also. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm curious. It was an interesting time. I think a lot of people, especially women, like I assume that we're kind of around the same age. I think a lot of women around that time sort of were just like, wait a second, like what's in this? Right, what turning, is o this? turning over, turning the it box, over, and then right? googling and going to what is it that EWG? Exactly. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all that there was, and and you kind of still, it's like. And there's other things, but everybody's going back to that. It's all like relinked back to the EWG. So anyway, sorry. Continue. So yeah, so I, I sort of my interest was peaked. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it was in the air a bit early. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was, I was trying, I mean, definitely to create the first product, benchmarking all sorts of things. Mm. I, well, for, I tried every version of the product. I also ate every version of the product. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just to, but we, that was sort of always the whole thing is we wanted this to be so safe, so effective. Mm -hmm. And so it did take us over a year to formulate. Mm -hmm. And then around the time we were wrapping up formulation, I called Lillian because I said, you know, we got to get a marketing plan together for mm -hmm. this thing. And it was, and so she was sort of mid-level manager at L'Oreal. She came to my holiday party in 2014 and I put this blue unmarked bottle in her bag and I said, just go home and try this. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think. And I was a skeptic. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, beauty's so saturated, people are doing so much in their life already, you really mm -hmm. trying to get someone to do another step, put, take up more real estate in their medicine cabinet, like, I don't really know.
This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Was good. The jaded, well, sort of the jaded big beauty, right? Right. 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 Like, yeah. And um, which kind of seems course. to be the pushback that you guys keep hearing over and over again from like what I read about you guys, and I've watched your your Viceland uh, mm-hmm. docu series the other night, and so that's which is so interesting to me because I'm in it, right? So I get it, and every girl that comes in to my studio gets it, and they love your products, and they're like, oh my god, I love this. It's so great. The girls are so great. Da da. So it's sort of. The people who don't get it, it's like, you need to open your eyes, dudes. Yeah. Like, sorry. Anyway. You open your eyes. Or for me, it was like, because I'm a product person, I, like, mm-hmm. I need to try it. So again, exactly. you just that bottle in. I took it home. I tried it, and I was like, sold. I love this oil. And yes. it, was so, it was just so good. And, and you guys know, like, it's an oil which is safe enough for your pubic area and great for softening the skin and hair. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Like, if it works in your pubic area, why wouldn't it work? You know, for a guy who shaves his face, or a girl like you have dry elbows, or you know, you totally. just shaved your legs, or you just mm-hmm. waxed your legs, mm-hmm. and you want to use it there. And so that's yes, yeah, so that's why once you've used it and experienced it, yes. it made sense. And yes. that's when I was like, it makes sense. Yes. And that yeah. was yeah, that was early 2015. Nice. And, then, and so that's when Lily and Lafloria La- 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 to do this training. right away. All You're just like, let's do it. We're all in. All in. Yeah. And February 2015, there was that one blue formula. No name. There was no name, no stubble cream, no packaging. We're like, well, guess this oil is going to happen and yeah. all the other things. Well, you know, and speaking of that, um, I'm a firm believer in timing. Like so many mm-hmm. of the wonderful things that have happened in my life, is it was the right time for them to happen, right? Which is very difficult to see when you're going through it. And so something I think, especially with entrepreneurship is, especially when you're coming up with in your guys' case, an entire new products category. It's difficult, I think, to keep your conviction when people don't see your future. But you can see the future, right? And so you're kind of going through, um, like what we were just saying, speaking with some people, like, oh yeah, I totally get it. And other people are just like, you're out of your mind. What do you, this is never gonna be a thing. So what was, what gave you guys the conviction to know, like, these, all of these people are wrong and we're right? That's difficult. One is like for women, right? Two is I think that beauty isn't taken seriously, especially you're saying you said the word pubic and people just hang up on you. But you guys, you just knew like we just gotta keep going. And it's entrepreneurship isn't easy, and you guys know it's not easy at all. There's so much, and the day to day that for you guys to kind of like risk it all, which I mean when you don't have that much to risk, it's kind of easy to, right? And I I don't know your backgrounds that much, so for me to say that. you don't have much to risk, but it's your first business. I'll say that for right? sure. Yeah. So for you guys to just know this is it, what gave you that conviction? Um, I guess like, how did you know whether that was, you guys just saw the culture changing, 
were you product testing with um, like friends or going out to stores or, or what was it that you that really pushed you to continue forward despite any pushback that you guys got? I think there, for me it's two things. One is whenever we talked about fur in the beginning, people always had an opinion about it. Mm. Whether it was good or bad, they had thoughts and that meant nobody was complacent and that meant it stuck in their minds. Mm. And if you have that, I think it's much easier to take a negative opinion and turn it positive than to take something that people can't even remember yes. and try to get them to engage with it. Like, at least people are engaging if they hate it, right? Yeah, like, right. even now on social media, if we happen to post a picture with body hair or, like, a really, like, terrible ingrown or some irritation, people are like, oh, my God, that's horrifying. It's like, hey, it was eye-catching enough that you felt the need to converse with that. And mm -hmm. so that, to me, was like, all right, we're on to something. Yes. Mm -hmm. The second is the esthetician community. Mm -hmm. I think we're the first to understand what fur is about. Right. Like, you get it. It made so much sense to you because they are the ones that were in the challenges day in and day out, but we were also trying to tackle. Right. And so I think that combination, at least for me, made it like, okay, that's like a real, um, a real reason to continue forward. Mm -hmm. And then when people were hanging up on you and saying you're crazy, like what, was that, was just like your own self-drive, was that enough? Or was it you guys bouncing off back and forth of each other, saying, like, oh, girl, we're going to do it, it's totally fine? Or like, what really was just like, there's, there's no plan B? There's no plan B. No plan B. And, and I think... It was your own conviction. It was certainly You're just it. like those women. I mean, <laughs> Leo, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's both those things, too. I, I mean, I, I actually did a lot of cold calling and consulting. And, and to this day, mm -hmm. my number one piece of advice is when people hang up on you, Redial. I mean, unless they're really abusive, but mm -hmm. if they just if they just want to end the conversation, you really need to talk to them. You pick the phone back up and you say, "I'm so sorry. That must have been a bad connection." Mm. As I was saying, and you keep going. Wow. Because every no is not yet. Like yes. just be calm and just and just keep going. And I, I I truly believe. I mean, of course, you want to be polite and respectful of everyone, but mm -hmm. you can be persistent. And in fact, you have to be persistent. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's. That's something I, I think I learned actually consulting, weirdly enough. I don't know if everyone got that lesson there, but I did. Because um, <laughs> I did a lot of, yeah, because I had to do a lot of cold calling. Um, so I didn't shy away from that. But but I do think in the early days it was so important. I mean, it's still so important to have a co-founder, but someone else who doesn't think you're delusional. Like, I, I really respect co uh, solo founders because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, before we had a product, I'd go, you know, see my friends. And I know that they thought Laura's lost her mind. She mm -hmm. left a really nice job, and she's now unemployed. Mm -hmm. And she talks about pubic hair all the time. Exactly. It could be oils, right? Um, two months yeah, so in 2015, it was our 10-year college reunion, and we hadn't launched anything out. And so we would both show up at our college reunion being like, so we quit our jobs, uh, she was at L'Oreal, she was at Bain, and we're launching this pubic hair care company. And mm -hmm. people looked at us like, all right, well, those people are sort of embarrassing at their reunion. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Because it actually coincided with when we both were like, and this is a thing, and mm -hmm. and uh at least I was like, yeah, but she's with me. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, as a, I'm kind of on my own, but also I hear from other um, people who are just like, you know, trying to do their side hustles or are entrepreneurs. It's lonely. Oh, it's really yes. lonely on your mm -hmm. island. And for all the reasons that you guys just said, you're just like, no, no, it's going to be great. I, I love pubic hair and everybody else does. And people are looking at me like, yeah. this girl's 
lost her mind completely. And being an entrepreneur is such a roller coaster of ups and downs. So that what we find is like when one of us might be feeling down about something, the other one can like lift her up and vice versa. It's very rare that we're both feeling like, you know, right, really negative. That's great. That's awesome. And, and I think also in the early days, there's this other thing. I mean, again, having both come from big businesses where, you know, you in big businesses you have a name behind you like people mm -hmm. answer your emails and your calls mm -hmm. and I thought that was also a very hard thing going to being a you know even a co-founder but just like early early stage entrepreneur people don't answer the call they mm -hmm. don't write back to the email and if you're not constantly sort of pushing that boulder that's your dream mm -hmm. uphill it is sliding backwards yeah. like no you know you have to you're you're expending all the energy and not getting anything back yet, and and I do feel like we come now to a different level in our business where there is some momentum, mm -hmm. but before you get there, there's just a lot of effort you have to expend. Yeah, and that's hard. I mean, yeah, I yeah, know. it's lonely. It's lonely, but I can imagine that part of what must have kept driving you guys is your mission. Um, which I'd love to talk about a little bit because I just think it's such an interesting and incredible time that we're in and there's a culture shift, especially in that, um, you know, women are, we're shamed for just being, taking up space, right? For just being here, they're just, we're shamed, especially when it comes to our body hair. And something I think is really awesome is, um, yes, Gen X, but really millennials and Gen Z, we are totally embracing our body hair and in a way that's just like, you can go F yourself, I don't really care. And um, you guys grasped that like wholeheartedly and even in the Viceland docuseries when you guys were in Washington Square Park and the guy who just didn't get it was, uh, oh, pubic hair, huh? And I could kind of see you being like, this guy is just like trying to push us right now, but like, ugh, you can't push us. We, we know what we're doing. And the people spoke and they're all just like, yeah, this is awesome. Why can't we get more of this? So um, I'd like to talk to you guys a little bit about just I guess uh, spearheading that, uh, being a big part of that culture, what you guys would like to do in terms of um, uh, body positivity in the future and your marketing and all of that and where you'd kind of like your mission to uh, grow to. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so we are a mission-based company. Mm -hmm. We want to destigmatize the taboo around pubic hair. We've been that way since the beginning. and. Uh, I mean, estheticians have been incredible partners in that because they they want people to talk about mm -hmm. aftercare. Right. They want to reduce the stigma so people talk about aftercare, so people take care of themselves. So when people come back to the studio, mm -hmm. you know, they have more manageable hair, fewer ingredients, they're happier about their bodies. Totally. So I think we're all aligned in that body positivity mission. Uh, I also felt, to me, it was an early mark of success that estheticians grasped immediately like oh wow we've been saying this all along and like here's a brand that can sort of help us bring that vision more to life you mm -hmm. know in terms of aftercare um and i think uh part of that was that from the very beginning we we never said the bush is back throw away your razor you know never go to the salon again and mm -hmm. and some people i think very early on you know pre-launch did say like oh that's how you have to market this you, mm -hmm. you have to say you know, yeah, like you, you have to say, but the bush is back. Right. And we've always been very clear that, you know, whatever you want to do, you should take care of yourself. Right. Um, and, but that was, again, like when you're thinking about launch, a more nuanced marketing message. And honestly, one that was a story that was harder for us to tell than that, than the black and white one would have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the black and white one is very splashy, very eye catching, eye catching and, you know, 
press-worthy for a moment in time, but for us, care is the timeless quality that we embody. Totally. And so, again, it's nuanced. It's not the one that's going to get, it's not clickbait. Mm -hmm. um, but beauty for so long was sold that way, right? It was just like, you want to be this person. You're not good enough. So just like be this yes. person. Be anybody but yourself. Yes. And I, I, I see that we're all kind of just sick of it. And it's like, I'm great. Why can't I just be me? Why can't I just find a product that just helps me be the best version of myself? Exactly. Like, you want to keep your body hair? Here are things that's going to take exactly. care of You want to get rid of your body hair? Before, I'd be like, you can't talk about it. You just yeah. have to pretend like you were born with no body hair. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, yeah. no. Like dolphins. You, yeah, exactly. Like, no, actually, this is the place that I go to. I have a dialogue with my esthetician. I do this after I go there. And you know what? Sometimes if I'm like going on vacation, I'll do more. Sometimes mm -hmm. if you know what, I'm feeling lazy and I'm self work, I'll do less. But you know what? Like I can, I'm happy to talk about what I'm doing mm -hmm. in either direction. And that's what our mission is, that you can mm -hmm. talk about it and it's not a single stance and it's not about shaming that you didn't do this one. Like you're not all waxed or you didn't grow it out. Like yeah. you can be either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can just be and, you. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that I think is really interesting about your guys' mission is that it's unisex, mm -hmm. which I don't hear a lot of people talking about. I didn't even know. I mean, I loved the branding. I was instantly taken with it when um, Instagram decided to uh, barge down my door and show me what fur was. This <laughs> <laughs> is a great job yeah, at that. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it's one of those ads where I'm like, what is that? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind this one. Yeah, this is doing something different. But it's unisex. Elizabeth told me something very interesting about how men fit into the waxing industry that I had not known. The numbers kind of baffled me. What was it? Oh, yes. Yeah. So within, uh, I'm sure you guys know that the hair removal industry is an $11 billion industry. And of the $11 billion, $1 billion is for men's, not even just hair removal, hair grooming, which is really interesting because I don't, I personally don't offer men's hair removal service at the studio, but it's really more of a safety issue. It was just myself for many years, and now I have an esthetician working with me who's more comfortable to do it. So actually last night we got a really lovely email from a neighbor who was just like, hi, I know that you guys don't do male waxing. I'm a lovely queer man. I'm your neighbor. Like, I'm clean. I'm hygienic. I just want to get my legs waxed. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, guys, come on in. Like, that's not threatening. No problem. So, and, uh, so there's that one side of it. And then there's the other side of male grooming, which, like, I've got a totally, like, bro, do you know? But he comes in, he gets his eyelashes tinted and his brows tinted because he looks a little bit nicer with it. And so... Uh, with that, with your products, I think there's an interesting sort of space for for men that really hasn't been. Um I'm not a man. It seems like it really hasn't been tackled before. For example, like if you're a hairy man with lots of chest hair, like we were talking about before, if you never condition that and it's, you're a man, you're just using dial soap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That mm -hmm. is straw, straw, straw. Like, it oh, is. it's awful. The worst ingrown hair I've ever seen in my life was on a man's chest. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, sensitive <laughs> 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 skin, skin, coarse hair, yeah. like yeah. slightly, no all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's actually, so it ties back also to our, a lot of our branding and our messaging and our wording. So mm -hmm. since we've launched, there have been some competitors who come out. But again, it's all gendered. Mm -hmm. The way they phrase things, are, and we never want to be coy and cutesy like out there or your V or whatever. Right. Because for one, let's be straightforward. We're grown adults here. Mm -hmm. It's your pubic area. But two, I mean, that makes it so narrow. And, what, and that's straight women cisgendered straight women really only and that's not what we want so yes pubic everyone has a pubic area mm -hmm. um lots of men 
use our products some of our most loyal customers are men. I bet. Really? Um, because once they find something that works, mm -hmm. they are, for better or worse, super yeah. loyal to the other yeah, dial soap until they realize yeah. like mm -hmm. someone put something else in their hand and was like, try this. And they're like, oh, it, there's actually something better. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, our male customers um, are very loyal. But then I guess our next step is to go beyond just, you know, traditional female, traditional male communication. If we're talking really everybody, which is what we're doing, mm -hmm. we've got to push that even further for really encompassing everybody and every gender expression mm -hmm. and every body hair expression. Because mm -hmm. so, so, we're all about body hair expressions yeah. at the yeah. end of the day. All humans grow hair. Exactly. Totally. Uh, and which is also why at the beginning I was always very peeved when people said, well, this seems very niche. Like, how many people really want this? I'm like, does everybody yeah. have body hair? Our dress exactly. market is everybody. Except for yeah. children. Yeah. Right, children or, you know, maybe some, some disorders. But, mm -hmm. like, but it's, it's a lot. It's really everybody. Well, I think so. it's, the pushback is that, like, people are embarrassed and they're ashamed. And so they, they try to project that onto you. Yeah. Like, you should be embarrassed and ashamed for talking about this. Whereas you guys are, I mean, you're business people and you see the market. And I say that because... I, when I first started my business, it was never to do hair removal. I was just like, oh, and I'll do a wax too. And it quickly became so much about hair removal and my ego got in the way after a little bit. And I was like, I don't want to just do this. I, I, you know, I wanted to do brows and this and that. So I'm just not going to do this for a little bit. I'm going to step back. And thank God I did because I saw that that was what my business was. Like it was the, it was the bulk of the business. And my boyfriend, cisgendered male, do you know what I mean? Straight white guy was just like, there's vaginas everywhere. What are you doing? He's like, why wouldn't you be doing this? Like, hire more, like, let's get this go. Do you know what I mean? Because he's a business person. And yeah. so he sees it and he has, he has to be shame. as an entrepreneur. Yeah, right? but, but he's also, I think it's just like being broad-minded mm -hmm. um, and just, just thinking outside of the box and, and not being afraid of um, people's opinions. Yeah. Especially when you know you're right. And it's obvious. It's so obvious. Um, okay, so I know that you have to get out of here. So just to wrap everything up, um, uh, you guys are just launching an Ulta, right? We are launched. You? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, we launched online with them in March last year, and then in stores with them last May. Oh wow! So we're, just we're just continuing to expand that relationship. With That's them. incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And then what's um, what's next for you guys? I know that you mentioned sort of quickly. Every body tip, and I would love to kind of jump in more with that, but if you can just tell us really quickly, what are your plans to be more inclusive with every single body type, if you have any ideas of how to sort of like knock down those walls? Well, we're definitely, so our next product definitely is, actually our next two products are really targeting, you know, everybody. We're launching them this year, um, one in March and then one at the end of the year. Um, I don't really know if I can give more specifics than that. No, I'm that's sorry. perfect. No, no, that's perfect. I think too, sometimes just knowing like there's somebody out there that cares and like we're here working for you guys. Like hold tight. We're working on it. We see you. We hear yes. you. Yeah. It's just like what every human wants, right? To be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. You guys are, you're showing up. And I mean, and even if it's just a product that is a, you know, beauty is saturated. There are a lot of products, but it's not just about product now. It's about product in the way you're talking to everybody. Mm -hmm. Community. And yeah building that community around it mm -hmm. um and so that's also so much of our focus right so yes we're launching products but really it's also more about you know our now expertise in inclusivity yes. and making sure that that is projected beyond just being a product company yes I love and it. i mean lily i think i think you need to give yourself a little more credit here too i think in terms of like 
casting was I mean we take we put oh, a yeah. lot of thought into all our content and making mm-hmm. sure that to the extent we can show mm-hmm. different body hair expressions different body types like all different kinds of bodies yeah, totally. is always a big focus for us because you know you have to you have to show different things totally yeah to have it be more mainstream so right. we're trying to push the conversation there too oh, that's great I love it. I really love what you girls are doing. I do. Thank you so much for meeting with us and taking the time. Um, I nice wish you me. nothing but the best luck. But you you don't need it. Your brand is incredible. You guys are... I'll just yeah, be able to always need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. The bets just get bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yes. And mm-hmm. more people rely on us now. It's right. yes. just me and Laura working from our like home right. with product on the floor, and now it's like you know an office of people. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's all of the emotions, a lot of pride, I would imagine, and excitement. Okay, well I will let you girls go. You guys are so incredible. Well, that concludes our chat we had with the brilliant ladies from Fur. Um, I'm Lauren from the TVB team. My voice was the additional voice you had heard peeking through this episode. And believe it or not, we've all just wrapped a crazy day here at One Hotel in Dumbo, Brooklyn with the Fur Gals. So Lillian and Laura were nice enough to invite True Beauty Brooklyn to be a part of their press event here. Um, We spent the day beautifying beautifying aficionados and writers in the beauty and skincare space, just fluffing up eyebrows, waxing skin clean, and of course, celebrating fur, the fabulous and functional brand of an esthetician's dream. So ladies, it was a pleasure to hang with you guys once again. We're like two months into 2020, which is insane. You guys have just launched a new product. A fabulous new shaving cream. Um, what is next? What is next for you girls? It doesn't have to be fur specific. What's going on with you guys? I mean, just continued bigger, better, more things of spreading the message of fur, which is body, hair, positivity, and inclusivity, no matter how you want to take care of yourself. Mm. And Shark Tank on Friday, February 28th. Hey! I was not going to make say it, but absolutely tune in to Shark Tank on the 28th. (laughs) If you are watching this after the 28th, run, don't walk to YouTube and look up this clip. I'm sure it's going to be legendary because this is going to be... Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that was amazing. And I think we just ended with some fireworks. Perfect. And that was it. That was it. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Woo! Thank you. Thanks for making us do that. It was so easy. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for writing all of that. Thanks for writing that. Thanks for coming today. <laughs> yes, oh God, absolutely. Thank you, thank you guys so This was a great day. This was so fun. I feel so good. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Fun. No, yeah, thank you. Hey guys, Elizabeth and Alex here. We just wanted to quickly jump back in and thank Lillian and Laura one more time. The girls reached out to us a few weeks after we interviewed them to invite us to participate in the press event. Um, And that was incredible. Um, The one hotel in Dumbo was insane. Like, it was unreal. I'd never been to like such a beautiful room and it turns out Jay-Z and Beyonce stayed there. Yeah, this room, I can't fully describe, but it's not your typical. It's a suite. 
It is a, not a room. No, it's a there are multiple kings. rooms. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It's like bigger than any apartment I've ever had in my life. The was, bathrooms were fantastic. Yes. No, it the was. Views were unreal. The views, views were of the unreal. Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Views of the Statue of Liberty, the Brooklyn Bridge, and the Freedom Tower. Yeah. All along like a panorama, the entire one room. It was just incredible. We can't thank them enough. So uh, we also wanted to remind you guys to email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the episode? We want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, anything related to beauty or skincare, business, general life questions for us to answer on our mini-sode for next week. Um, you can DM us on Instagram if you want. It's truebeautybrooklyn. Um, or you can email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail. Um, also, in case you missed that, Lillian and Laura will be on Shark Tank Friday, February 28th, 2020. So tune in on ABC and Ruth Amon with us. Um, check them out at www.furyou.com. That's furyou.com. That's so cute. I can't handle it. To learn more about them. And also check out their episode on Vice's docuseries Hustle. It's really incredible and you can get a better idea of what the girls are like and their day-to-day. And also just like the hustle that it takes to make a company of this size work. Um, it's really incredible. I loved watching that before I interviewed them. They're super cool. Um, also, if you live locally, come hang with us at the studio. Uh, don't just show up, though. <laughs> don't just show up. You have to make an appointment. Make an appointment for whatever service you need. Uh, you can book on truebeautybrooklyn.com. Super easy to book on there with either me or Elizabeth. And if you like the show, please tell your friends. Tell everyone. Tell your cousins. Tell your mama. Aunties. Aunties. We love, we really aunties. love aunties. We really love aunties. <laughs> Um, And yeah, thank you so, so much for listening. And we can't wait to share our interview next week. We've got some really exciting guests for the rest of this season. So stoked. So stoked. You guys are going to love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And have a great one. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.